7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. And a uh, very good evening and thanks for joining us on SAFM Spot On. Uh, I am Tabizo Mosia, Luyolom Kalipi and Katlaho Mudiba are producing and Sylvester Gomane is in technical with us uh, this evening. We are talking a lot of boxing again this Wednesday like we always do and tonight we have a guest in studio. Uh, he is South Africa's first black world champion after beating Tai Shi Kim in Los Angeles in December 1980 and because of that achievement uh, this man was celebrated by both black and white uh, despite the tension caused of course by the apartheid system um, in the country at the time and everybody was claiming him as their hero he did lose the belt in his next fight which took place at the Orlando Stadium and so much has been said about that fight about what went wrong conspiracy theories galore Uh, so tonight we will hear from the man himself our guest in studio is the former WBA flyweight champion of the world Mr. Peter Terra Matewula who seems to have an incredible incredible story uh, to tell which we want to highlight and also put out there and uh, also we will uh, tackle a disturbing story that's come through uh, this week uh, the arrest of uh, a former IBO world and South African junior featherweight champion Utabo Sonjita who was convicted of a rape and uh, according to reports he was on the run for two years but has now been captured and has started serving his sentence so we understand so we just want to find out more about uh, this story Siga Utabo Sonji uh, especially the fact that he's been on the run for two years because he's been very active on social media has been posting a lot of people say they would see him in the streets and he was walking around like everything was fine so everybody was actually shocked by the fact that Utabo Sonji had been on the run uh, for two years and uh, the police said they had to do a sting operation to make sure that uh, they capture him and they have uh, captured him now and we will also um, have a word with the Ubuntu Boxing Fraternity they are registered NPO and uh, they uh, basically look after former boxers and uh, they help them with groceries they help them with clothes and they help them with anything that they can have and they've started this uh, um, NPO just to make sure that our former boxers are supported so we'll find out from uh, the people that started the Ubuntu Boxing Fraternity what more uh, what is it that they're about and what kind of work have they done uh, previously and uh, they will talk to us on the show so we're going to talk a lot of boxing then feel free to join the conversation on 0891-104-207 our sms line is 40938 you can also whatsapp us on 061-4104-107 we're using the hashtag safm spot on on social media and the, for those who did see mr peter Terramatebula fight uh, please share with us what do you remember what was going on uh, back in those days because uh, from uh, what, I, what I've read there it looks like it was crazy times then and a lot happened there with Peter Teramatebula who is with us in studio and we'll speak to him after this break For the story behind the action catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7pm so then, let's find out more about South Africa's first black world boxing champion, Mr. Peter Terra Matabula. Good evening, sir. Thank you for joining us in our studio on SAFM. I am grateful. Are you still following boxing, Mr. Matabula? Yes, I do. Mm, and what do you make of the state of boxing at the moment? Well, what I see in boxing right now, what is happening is far from what was happening in my days. The boxers today are very, very poor. Mm. They are not producing what we used to produce. And uh, uh, their training, their training is also not like we used to do. Mm. They are only uh, training to please the people outside and when they get inside the ring they are so useless that a person can just walk out yeah. after paying a lot of money to see them you can just walk out out of the the tournament and go have some booze wherever you want to do because it's not exciting for you no and the quality is the quality at all no, the the quality, the the works. Mm. You know, I can tell you, my brother, that if you can see boxing right now, you'd be amazed at how did this guy b- 
become a champion or become a professional fighter. Mm. Professional boxing is a very, you know, difficult way of boxing. Mm. Yeah, you got to be a real pro. You got to produce what people can't produce. Mm. You got to be seen as a real professional fighter. Mm. Today we are seeing amateurish professional boxers stepping into the ring, doing their lousy things and getting away with it. And, uh, well, what do we do? And uh, what made boxing so good then in your days uh, when you were fighting um, in the 70s and in the 80s, in the early 80s? Yeah, well, I will tell you something. You see, people like uh, <clears throat> Muhammad Ali, you see people like, uh, you know, Joe Brown, you see people like, uh, you know, plenty of them mm. of that time. They were very good boxers. Mm. They were dedicated to boxing. And when, of course, when uh, they knock out somebody, you would see that this is a real knockout. But today, oh, a person gets just a light, a light punch to the jaw and he lies. <laughs> he lies there. He does not wake up until, well, after the, the ref has counted him out. And he knows that he's going to be well paid because boxing right now is mm. paying very good, unlike in our days. Mm. In my days, I used to fight for 20 rents. Huh? For four rounds. 20 rands. 20 rands. For four rounds. And when I did get that check, it was not 20 rands. It was 19 rand 25 or 19 rand 75. So uh, I was a main bout in in one of the hardest fights I ever fought against Johannes Lepp. Sterbe. Slashing Tiger. Yeah, Station Tiger. You fought him seven times. I fought him seven. Why? Times. Why was that? Why? What led to that oh, well, rivalry? He was the best. He was the best boxers. He he was the best. I mean, uh, he was beating all the 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 comers who they fought me. Mm. Yeah, but he had to fight him before they fight me, so he beat them. So that's why. He <clears throat> He had to fight me so many times. After beating, after beating them, mm. <coughs> who will challenge me? I was always with Mr. Christodoro, asking him, "Please, is there nobody who's challenging me?" Mm. Because I really liked fighting. Mm. Yeah. And so, uh, Slashing Tiger Stabber was <coughs> the best opponent I ever fought. So out of those seven fights, do you remember how many you won? Yes. I can tell you that the fights that I have lost are about... Um, with Slashing Tiger? No, with Slashing Tiger I never lost. Oh, you beat him in all seven? Oh, yeah, I beat him <laughs> in all seven. And four of them were for the SA Flyweight title, by the way. Four, yeah. Huh. Four of them. I beat him over 12 rounds. Yeah. yeah, 12 rounds was, well, a very long... <laughs> but at the time you were also fighting 15 rounds. Yeah, but when I had to fight for the world championship, yeah. I went 15 rounds. Well, I was fit. With Taishi Kim? Yeah. I was fit and I was ready and I was determined. Mm. Yes. Let's talk about that world title fight, Mr. Uh, Terra Matebula. Firstly, you were the first black South African boxing world champion. Just how did that make you feel and did you realize the magnitude of it? Hey, you know what? If I tell you the truth, uh, hey, I was so excited. 
I was so happy. I was so elated that uh, if you you can see me dancing there uh. in the ring after <clears throat> winning that uh, title fight from Tashikim, you'll say this man is going to be mad. But of course, I was a little bit mad because <laughs> I remember in the morning of the same night <coughs> when I <coughs> when I wake up, I thought to myself, Tara, in my room, mm. uh, uh, I thought to myself, Tara, you are now the champion of, of the world. The world. And there was a, a, a calendar uh, on the, the... A map. A map. Of the world. Yeah, of the world. And I, <clears throat> I looked at it and I said, I am champion of this whole <laughs> world. So everybody is going to know me. If somebody asks who is the champion of the world in the flower division, you. I'll be... Uh, and you told Willie Locke. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, now, before we get to you going to Los Angeles, before you went, before you fought for this world title, here in South Africa, were you already being respected? Had you made a big name for yourself before this fight on the 13th of December, 1908? Yeah. Yeah, in South Africa, I did make a good name for myself by beating all comers. Mm. Yeah, knockout or TKO or points. You were winning. I was very, very good for them. And they were mm, like the boxers today. Mm. The boxers today, uh, if I can just get back to training, <laughs> I think I can take some of them. <laughs> at your age? Yeah. Yeah, at my age. <laughs> Now I tell us, so I understand now, Mr. Tara Matebula, that when you went to go do your visa so that you can go overseas, you were asked if you are Shangan or South African. And at that time, there was the apartheid system. Mm -hmm. What happened there? Well, uh, I said I am not Shangan, neither am I, not any ethnic group. But I am a South African. Uh. Yes. That's what I... You know, in, in the in the airplane, mm. where they, they give us those cards. Yes, yes, uh, yes. They those give immigration us those cards in the plane. Yes. While the plane is on its way, they give us those cards, and then we sign them, you are a what? You are a South African. That's mm. all. I'm not a Namibian, I'm not a Swazi, I'm not a what, what. Mm. I am a South African. That's what I wrote. And what, how did the government at the time treat you? Did they treat you like a South African at the time before you went to the fight? Oh, the government, yeah, oh, was not taking any part in those things. Huh. In fact, they never cared about a black man going to fight for a world championship and so on. So they just let me, let me go. I got my passport, and in fact, that passport I got it in one day. One day. One day. Huh. Yeah, in one day. We just went out here. Yeah, I was working at Triangle Furnishers, mm. and they took me from Triangle Furnishers, Commissioner Street, and then we went to Pretoria, and then I submitted those. <clears throat> those, forms. those photographs mm. and all those papers that they needed and then I gave them to those two guys I was with and they came back with my passport and you were ready to and go you, and I was ready to go tomorrow you were supposed to go to Korea and fight him there yes that's what made me come back and then you and Stan went to Hong Kong to wait to get into Korea. Yes. I was, so what was the problem? Well, the problem was something like, was it a visa uh. or was it because our country is uh, was it's still banned from the international stage? Yeah. 
was still under apartheid, and they said to me, uh, something like, uh, why uh, two white men brings uh, one black man to come and fight for it? <laughs> so <laughs> then that's why the fight ended up in, in, yeah. in, in L.A.? Yeah. Did it so, matter to you where you were fighting? Hmm? Did it matter that you were going to L.A.? Was oh, it a problem no. for you? No, it's it not acute to me that I would be going somewhere else to fight for the championship. Mm. That's why when I came back, I had to fight Siteve again. Oh, you remember? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't re- remember, but you came back because you couldn't get to Hong Kong. Yes. I mean, to Korea. I, I was supposed to go to fight Taishi Kim in his hometown. In, yes. In Korea. Yes. But we were not, they did not uh, give us issue as with those uh, passports, I mean, what visa. Yeah, visa. to get into Korea. Yeah, to get into Korea. Oh. They did not allow us to get into Korea. Sure. She said, no, no, you can't come into Korea or else in your country you are, you There's know. apartheid. Apartheid. We don't allow people who are under apartheid to come okay. into our land. We're gonna talk about more, more about uh, apartheid and how it affected boxers. Uh, but if you've just joined us, we are catching up with Mr. Uh, Peter Terra Matebula. Uh, you can call us on 0891-104207 if you remember him and you can share any memories with us, please. Uh, you can also SMS us on 40938 on WhatsApp. We take voice notes on 0614104107 and we're using the hashtag SAFM Spot On. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Catching up with uh, the legendary Mr. Peter Teramatebula. Let's go to the voice notes that have come in uh, on 0614104107. Tabiso, you didn't call him Tap Tap. You must call him Tap Tap. Peter Terra Tap Tap Matebula. <laughs> That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Is that, uh, do we have another one? Okay. Tap 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 Matebula. Is that what they called you? No, I. Nobody calls me Tap Wasn't Tap Tap Makatini? Yeah, it's only Tap Tap Makatini. Oh, yes. I remember that there was a Tap Tap Makatini. Yeah. But also, I understand Peter Matebula on that note is not your real name. People call you Tulu Tulu. What do they call you? Tolo Tolo. Tolo Tolo. Tolo Tolo. Okay. Yeah, it's twice. Tolo Tolo. Ah. Yeah. So then how did you end up with Peter Matebula? Uh, well, Peter Matebula is my name, name. Oh, it's name. also your name. Yeah, it's my name. Oh, okay. okay. Tolo Tolo is something like a nickname, something, you know, that when you, people That you got playing, in with king. Yeah, <laughs> when somebody's just quarrying you. <laughs> okay, Tolo Tolo. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the lines. We've got uh, Mr. Steve Mata that has called us from the Eastern Cape. Good evening. Hi, 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 hi. Where, where is Tera? Is he, he listening? He's listening. He can hear you, Mr. Hey, Mata. Hey, Tera, how are you, Tera? I'm fine, thanks. You're safe. Hey, man, look, look, don't disappoint me. Don't talk like an old man, man. <laughs> no, well, oh, I'm a retired guy. Look, 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 Tera, it's you and Brian Michel, eh? Yeah. The movement on the ring, my boy, you know, the movement on the ring. The movement. Show, show these ladies, man. Have you got a, a film or whatever? You know what? I try to show them. But show when them I get to the Shebin on Friday. When you, when you beat up Shikima, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you know your, your, your father was boasting. He said, okay, give me the drink. He was in a ship and give me a drink, man. My, car, my son is going to come back with the money. <laughs> And I did bring it back. Did you watch that fight, Mr. Mata? Ah, what? I would tell Tera, I would never miss your fight. Yeah, you did well. I never, never miss you. I was very disappointed when you fought uh, this guy, Solis, Julian Solis. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, I still remember. Oh, man, my man, I'm very happy today because really this guy, they managed to bring you on the studio so that we can talk to you. Thank you, Mr. Steve Mata, <laughs> yeah, thank you. You, you. you and Brian Michel, man, I'm still, uh, when, whenever, this is, uh, you know, I see your, your feeling, your fight, man, I'm always 
to take me back. Yeah. Ay, that movement was, on the ring, man. Movement. That was the good old days. Thank you very much, Mr. Mata. Then let's go to Lundile. Emonti. Lundile, good evening. Good evening, Okay, nice one. Thanks, Lungile in Island. And let's go to Bloomfontein now from Island to Bloomfontein. Chaka, thanks for calling us. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Tamiso. Uh, could I say congratulations to Tara? Mm, yes. I remember the time you did the Daiki Shim. Actually, they actually moved each other because uh, they, they, uh, both of them all could almost not see uh, after a fight. It was really a, quite a fight, I must say. He was swollen, eh? Yeah, and, and he was very swollen. But Daiki Shim was even the worst. You know? mm. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the thing I remember about uh, that fight was that my mm. uncle was very excited. You know, I, think, I remember I think all very times. Mm. And uh, he was singing there. You know, I, 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 I tried to imitate how he sang. He said, Hey, Tera Otao Teula. Nice one, Chaka. That's really how excited he was. Very excited. In fact, all of us were very excited. It was like a big, it was like <laughs> three, you know, it was like uh, 94, you know. It was a big thing, eh? Oh, it yeah, was like 94? Like like the election? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it was like uh, after the, uh, you know, the freedom in 94. Yes, you know, yes, yes. The sort of uh, liberating feeling of knowing that uh, for the first time we have a, a, a black uh, a world champion, you know, we're very excited. Yes, the euphoria. Thanks. Thanks for that, yeah. Chaka 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 in Bloemfontein. Everybody's talking about this fight with Tai Shi Kim. And tell us now what happened when you returned home. Did you did you expect the kind of reception? Because I understand that both black and white people were there to welcome you at, at when you got back home at the airport. Even the Afrikaans language papers were, were calling you on Zveral Campion. And usually they never reported about black sport at the time. And that is the worried, Monsieur. the worried. Yeah, that is the worried. The the development of South Africa led me to ear. For the first time in my life, I was ear as other people. Yeah. As a world champion. That's was a world champion. Yeah, that led me very happy. So what happened on? Was there a bus parade on that day? Did they drive you around Joburg? Take you to Mutlageng? No, they drive me around in Johannesburg. I had to go to uh, Ronnie Bar Sigma, who gave me a car. Uh, oh. And then I had to, you know, rove, rove around. Yeah. I had to rove around in in Johannesburg. Yeah. Go there and there and there and there. Because you were a world uh, champion until now. Until it was already in the evening. And then I, uh, I went home. Mm. Yeah, I I believe that you said you were getting twenty twenty rand here uh, when you were fighting at the time, and I believe there when you won the world title, you had seven thousand five hundred US dollars. Was that the prize money? No, that money. I will tell you something. Mm. I don't know what happened to it. But the man, the figure is correct. Yeah, the the the, the is correct. Mm. You are correct. It's seven thousand five hundred dollars mm. that I was supposed to get. 
supposed means that he didn't get. You know, I I don't know what happened. Where do you think it went? Well, I, I don't know. I up to now I don't know who took that money, what happened to that money, huh. whatsoever. You see, the thing is the excitement, and uh, you know, everybody was on me, uh. and. Things were happening so fast that I did not see what happened to my money. And the belt? What happened to the belt? Uh, ah, you don't know. Nothing. You don't have. The, you didn't have that belt. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to put it. You see, the excitement sometimes can blind you. Mm. Yeah, sometimes can take you all your mind. And the excitement, of course, that was going with this uh, to be so happy in my life. Uh, you see, I was a very poor somebody. I come from a poor family. Mm. Uh, we, we did not have anything. And there I am. I'm a world champion. And things were coming my way. See, the following morning, well, when I arrived there, it was on a Tuesday, and the following morning was on a Wednesday. And then things were happening in my heart. Hmm. Yeah, and it was, well... How does it make you feel that you never saw that money and you don't know where the belt is? Uh, I did not worry about the money. I waited for Mr. Locke to come and give me the money. Mm. Mr. Locke did come, and he gave me something like a check. He gave me a check, not money, mm. and that check was far below the money that I was fighting for in uh, mm. Los Angeles. Uh, that's, that's all I remember. I thought, well, young fool. But after that, I understand that you also became an ambassador for a few brands. You were an ambassador for a car. You said you got a car. You were also with Old Buck Jean, and there was uh, even a, there was even a label called Bostonian Shoes. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you that's, that's what uh, I mean. That's what blinded me from seeing other things that I was supposed to see. Uh. Yeah, that thing. To to have car, to have uh, shoes, you know, I mean, to to be, uh, what do you call? An ambassador. An ambassador for Bostonian shoes. Even clothes. And, you know, things like that. Because I saw an advert of clothes that says, yeah. Peter Matebula says, Mayfair apparel packs plenty of punch. Oh, you see? Things like that, they make a person excited and, you know, they take you up there. So that's what happened to me. Okay, let's go to the lines here. We've got KK that has called us from the Eastern Cape. KK, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to your guest, Pater. I just want to say thank you for bringing this legend to us as listeners of SAFM. Uh, so the question I have, in fact, I want the champion to confirm this allegation. I once read in an article that uh, when he won his WPA, mm. he never received the belt, and that it was promised that the belt would then be brought to South Africa later on. And that article further went further to say that actually he never received the belt. So... You, my you, feeling or my thought is that uh, if that is the case, that uh, Patera never received his belt, I think it is within the competency of uh, uh, the Department of Sports, mm. the National Department of Sports, maybe to go back to the board, the WPA, and uh, demand that belt because it is rightfully his. Um, and I think it was unjust. Maybe it was because we were under apartheid era at the time. Mm. But now we are part of the international uh, board, or we are part of... Uh, the global world. So it is only fair that uh, we go back to WPA if 
No, he didn't. You've actually joined us at the right time, KK, because it's just confirmed that he didn't get the belt, nor the the seven thousand five hundred US dollars that he was supposed to get for that fight, Mr. Matebul. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you, Tabi. So, or maybe yes. I I understand that uh, the CEO of PSA is uh, a follower of this program, and yes. uh, maybe it's something they would, as That's PSA, it's something that they would take it up with uh, the department itself, uh, so that it is brought back. Because I mean. It's something that um, him, as 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 a, as a former champion of Platera, mm. and uh, the 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 generations, his generations after him, is something that they would uh, look up to and say, our father, our grandfather, our forefather yeah. uh, brought this, um, and he 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 took the family name up no, there. No, thanks for that, KK. Thanks for that. Would you like Would you like that, Mr. Matebula, people to help you get that belt? Does it Does it mean a lot to you if that happens? Well. Uh, I don't know if I, I'd like to get that old money back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, straight to the point. Bring the money, bring the money first. Let's go to the lines now. We've also got another guest that's joined us. We've invited her to just share a few words and uh, we'll refer to her as Mrs. Matebula. Mrs. Matebula, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM. Thank you. Thank you. Thank ha- you. Yes, can you hear us loud and clear? Okay, no, we are fine. Thank you, Mrs. Matebula. We've got the legend here, uh, Peter Matebula, your husband, obviously. I wanted you just to tell us, were you watching that world champion fight in Los Angeles and what was going through your mind? Mm. Because mm. Oh, you were using a generator to watch the fight? Yes. And you were not sure if he was going to win, but you were... Hoping, praying that he wins. And how was the mood in, in Mutlakeng at the time? Were people gathering at the house to watch the fight? Uh, and it was it was full. Full, even the packet like a right And how was the mood then after he won? Then how was Mutla King? The whole Mutla King in the city, It was a big deal, ne? It was a big day. The colony of Italy was a But he came back solemn, Mrs. Matebula. His face was solemn. He was bruised. How did you deal with the husband that does boxing and comes back home looking like that? Never. Never. It was worse. <laughs> it was and do you think finally Mrs. Matebula do you think that your husband gets the respect and the recognition that he deserves here in South Africa because judging by the reaction on this show it seems like he was a truly national hero no I can only mix about uh. Nothing, nothing. They just invite him, Jay. Okay, Mrs. Matibu. It was the only black on Alana 15 rounds. And I'm sure that must hurt. Does that hurt as a family? Does that make you sad? 
Okay. Okay, Mrs. Matebula, thank you for, for, for joining us. It's getting very emotional. We're going to have to leave it there. We are still talking to uh, Peter Terra Matebula. That was his wife on the line, and she's not happy that uh, he's not getting the respect that he deserves or the recognition that he deserves. They just take him around to functions and show him off, and uh, that's where it ends. And she was telling us that it was so full at the house um, when Peter Matebula was fighting in 1980, and uh, they were watching the fight using a generator in a garage. Everybody was gathered at the house there, and it was a big party after he won we're going to take more of your calls after this break we've got more guests that will join us please feel free to call us on 891 sms 40938 whatsapp we take voice notes 061 there's still a lot to talk about with mr peter terra matebul tabiso musia on safm okay let's go to the lines john has called us from puluko and a good evening john thanks for joining us uh we are fine thanks and you john no thanks, man. You know, I I have been following boxing. Marana, I think he he terminated. Now I can't imagine. I I've never had. I since today. Just now, I just googled mm. the man or only this guy who once went out to to present to represent our country, and I'm I'm shocked to say how 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 possible is it that. You know, we are not told, and the story is not told fully to say this is one of the best, you know, you know, sportsmen of our country. I, I, I don't know who to blame, but I think something is not done right, you know, for our legends. Uh, you know, Paratera, the way I'm hearing, and even information on, on, on internet, it's, it's too little. Yes, it is. It shows that it's too little. It shows that it shows that you know uh, we're not taking really, we don't really take care of of our own people who 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 participate in sports, and I'm. Um, you know, I'm very proud of, of Mr. Matevula, but I think, uh, I don't know who failed him. I don't know, because now the money did not come. Now the belt, we don't know where is the belt. I, I just don't understand the whole story, but I think there should be an inquiry into into this issue so that we can find out where are the funds and where is the belt. No, I, agree I think with some, you. some department should, should do something. And then, so Mr. Matevula, I think, uh, it's just to say, yeah, he, we are proud. He's is one of those, you know, best guys who the, who, t- who took our country far, and during those bad time, uh, you know, you know, because you know, black people were actually allowed. But uh, my Mr. Masia, my 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 cry is, why uh, why are we hearing this about this now? And then who? And we are not we are not documenting our stories. We're definitely not only in boxing, even in football, in all the sports, we're not documenting our stories. I mean, we're teenagers like the other day. Some of us have been seen in play and we couldn't find archives. We struggled to get information about teenage Lala. Imagine now, Mr. Tara Matebula. We've also got Dingan Tobela on the line, the Rose of Soweto. What Dingan Minjan put? Fine, thank you, Dingan. Thank you for joining us. You've been on our show before, and when you were on our show, you mentioned a certain Terra Matebula. Uh, is this somebody that you looked up to, uh, Terra Matebula? Most definitely. You know, um, he's one of the uh, icons that I looked up to as a kid, and uh, when he became world champion, you know, he's one of the people that inspired me to say, one day I can get to that level myself. You know? mm. And what would you like to say to him, Dingan? He's here, he's listening to you. I'm saying that Tara, you are such an, uh, an inspiration to all the youngsters. I'm one of those youngsters that look up to you. And uh, I remember coming to visit you at your house, and um, I explained that to you, and I, I said, you know what, you made me, you helped to make me what I am today. Thank you, thank you, Dingan. Um, maybe that I can hear you. I was thinking that, well, since you are burying the people, they are burying you now. <laughs> That's still alive and kicking, Ding Antovela. Yeah, one more song, Vagasi. One more Vagasi. Yeah, No, I really appreciate you know, the time. And, you know, I remember when I was a kid looking up to you and you fought for the title, you know. Uh, um, I was with uh, Brajo Gumade, if you remember Brajo Gumade. Do you still remember Brajo Gumade? Yes, he says he does. Yes, you know. <laughs> okay, Dingan Tobela, the Rose of Soweto. Thanks for joining us. Mr. Sipo Mashile is also on the line, a big name in the local boxing fraternity. Mr. Mashile, thanks for holding and thanks for joining this conversation. What can you tell us about this man we have in studio? 
Oh, Mr. Sepo Mashil, are you there? Mashil Sorry, Sepo Mashil Sorry, are you there? Thanks. Thanks, Hi, legend, Mr. Matebula, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, this is Ipone. Yeah, Sipo. Yes, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Tabiso, Tabiso, um, you know, this is this is one of the greatest stories of of Africa and the world. You know, we talk about Muhammad Ali, we talk about this uh, you know, the civil rights leaders in, in the United States at that time, Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. And then we come to to Africa, we talk about uh, the late Dr. Nelson Mandela, we talk about Robert Sobukwe. Mm. Those were two leaders that inspired us. And then we have Peter Tera Matebula. You know, this gentleman, a legend, and I tru- I'm truly honored, you know, to be part of this uh, discussion with him and you, Taviso. Mm. This legend was there during a time when there was a, a racial division. You know, the country was cut across racial lines. There was apartheid. And he fought his way. You know, he fought against adversity. He worked himself up. And he became the first black WBA flyweight champion of the world. You know, I echo the sentiments of the previous uh, 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 speakers, uh, Dinian Tobela. You know, there's an aura around this man. Personally, I've tried to talk to some uh, 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 companies that do movies. And I said, this gentleman deserves a movie. Mm. He was a champion at the time when South Africa was at a discontent. Uh, there were sanctions in the country. There was apartheid. And um, he went on to become a world champion. And I know for a fact, you know, that when he fought Santos last year, mm. In, 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 uh, Orlando. in Orlando, at Orlando Stadium. Yes. This was a time when there was discrimination in the country, there was apartheid. But I can tell you something. This was the only time, the first time that Ngozi Sigelela and his team were sang at the tournament in honor of this legend. And we had uh, Pete Korenov, Mr. Pete Korenov. The Minister of Cooperation and Development. Minister of uh, Cooperation. <laughs> And development at that time, you know, he stood up when they sang Ngozi Sigelela, which was, which I guess was unheard of in the eighties. Then it was unheard of. It was, uh, you know, there was a lot of, and and, and the speakers have have uh, attested to that. There was a lot of animosity between black and white people in this country. This is this was apartheid. It divided us. Now Peter Tera Matebula won the title at a time when the black man was not considered good enough to become a world champion. And he he wrote history. This man deserves a movie. You know, know, I I, I always fought for that. And unfortunately, I failed at some point because I was trying to get some some, uh, movie houses to say buy into the story of Peter Teramatebula so that our kids, so that everybody in Africa, in South Africa, in Africa and the world, can know what happened during the, ti- the, the times of apartheid, when we had a sporting, a sporting hero uh. that came up and won, and won a world title. Okay, Mr. Mashako, we're going to have to leave it there. I understand so many people are calling us and we are losing some of them. Patrick from PE, if you can call us back. Bongani in Cape Town, also if you can call us back after this break. SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Now, Mr. Peter Matebula, Mr. Sipo Mashiacho mentioned that fight with Santos last year. That was your first defense now. I understand it happened at the Orlando Stadium on a Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. Everybody was there. Everybody was looking forward to you defending your title, but you lost it. You didn't come out after round seven. What went wrong there? Because there are so many theories. Oh, so many things went wrong there. In first place, I'll tell you, my brother, uh, <clears throat> I was not myself. And uh, the the me that was in me has just left me. Mm. Why is that? Because some people say after you won the world title, you celebrated too much. No, it is not celebration that made me there. It is uh, the, 
that something that came into me and took out that something that is me, it took it out completely and tossed it one side. As you could have seen, uh, if you were there, I was so weak. I was so, oh, yeah, mm. I could not. Mm, Is it true that myself. you were overweight before the fight and you had to go into the sauna for two hours? No, that's not true. Mm. Uh, I did come down and made the weight nicely. Yeah, but. You were not yourself? I was feeling as weak as a lamp. Yeah. So, I mean, people should not judge it. Mm. Yeah, that fight was a was a farce, mm. as you can as you can see. You see, uh, after the after my fight mm. with Santos last year, he went there and he celebrated and had a good time, but he did not win from a true champion. Ah, okay, yeah. we have to go to the lines because Patrick is back from PA. Good evening, Patrick. Uh, good evening to the to Tavis and good evening to the legend. I think for me, one of the things that are very disappointing in Tavis is the fact that we copy a lot of things to Europe and America. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we have not copied is to document and also have what we call a Hall of Fame and celebrate our legends mm-hmm. in boxing in any sport while they're still alive. The other thing that I would want to see is when the, the legend passes away and then people comes out to to, to to speak words to us that he, they should have been heard by him. And I think for me, that's the most disappointing thing. And you can hear from the wife that called that really that's disappointing. And I wish the administrators that are listening could really do something before the television yeah. flips. You know? And that should be what drives us. We, let's stop the lip service, but let's really celebrate our people while they're still alive. Nice one. Thanks, Patrick in PE. Cabello in Lesotho, thanks for joining us from Lesotho. It's a privilege to, to, to have someone like you on the show as a young guy who supports Boxing from the young tender age. I mean, I've I've, I've looked up to the guys. I've watched our baby Jake. I've watched our last and I've watched everyone. I was on Zonga fan, and uh, I wish you could contribute a lot in, into our books. I wish you could. As previous callers have said, that nothing has been done by Boxing SA. Nothing has been done by our sports and recreation. Nothing has been done. It's so sad that. At least with us, it's better that we have pictures that we are taking while we're doing our jobs mm. and we have videos that we take. At least I, I tried Googling you. I couldn't find anything. I can't find anything about you when I, I, was, I was seeing Tavis posting about you having you on the show today. And it's so sad, but then I, I wish you could, they could just bring you in and help these young coming fighters and boxing everywhere in South Africa. Thanks. Thank you, Cabello, calling us all the way Thank from Lesotho there. We've also got a voice note here from Mr. Matebula. Baba Matebola, good evening to you. I'd like to know who was the first South African brought the title home. Was it you or was it Kheri Kutsia? And secondly, why are you not inducted in the Hall of Fame of boxing in South Africa? Why are you not playing a big part in BSA? I think it's totally unfair to a true legend of boxing. After all, you were the first black boxer to bring the title home. So wake up South Africa. It's time you've given the man the recognition he deserves and give him a big part in BSA. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Khadi Kutsia, are you the first champion? World? Uh, no. Khadi Kutsia yeah. is not the first champion. Uh-huh. The first champion here in South Africa was Visito Wheel. Oh, Victor Wheel. Yes. yes Visito yes, Wheel. Yes, yes. And then the second one was... Uh, um, what? <laughs> but not Harry Kutsia. Yeah, no. Quickly, because of, of time, you were you were once honoured by your local municipality there in Mutlakeng, in Ranfontein there, and they said that they will support you in uh, uplifting boxing and doing an academy. Did anything ever come out of it? 
Nothing has come out. So what did they give you? Nothing. They just gave you a certificate? Oh, yeah, there is some certificates that I got from the mayor. That's all. I they even did a tournament in your name? Yeah, they did nothing for me. I mean, in Ramfontein, really, really, I can tell you, they did nothing for me. Okay, one of the guys in Mushaking, uh, uh did a stage, mm. you know? I mean... Is there a street named after you? Uh, Terra yeah. Matebula Street? No, there, there is a street yeah. where I don't live, uh. called Terra Matebula Street. And it's named after you? Yeah. And you were part of that? No, I'm not there. Oh, you just saw a street in your name, Jack. It's there I am, yeah. Ah. I stay in Zoro Street. Mm. And, and when you were honored by the Gauteng Sports Department at the Sports Awards, what did they give you? Uh, certificate? Certificate, yes. I don't remember ever giving me something and a trophy. worthwhile, you know? Uh. Something that I can... Say, oh no, I'm happy because you know, especially money, you mm, know, nothing, you know, money can sure, yeah, uh, can give you uh, somebody a boost. That's very sad. Like that Patrick guy. said, we need to pick it up from here, we can't just talk shop, we need to pick it up from here. And uh, somebody says, I'm loving the interview, he must write a book. Uh, that's our time, unfortunately. Apologies, we were going to speak about the Tabo Sonjika incident, uh, the cops, the police did agree. Did promised to speak to us but we can't get hold of the police and because of the reaction we'll have to speak to Ubuntu Boxing Fraternity next week but we really wanted to do the Tabo Sonji and get all sides of the story but we can't get hold of the guest uh, from the uh, police that was going to speak to us so apologies for that we can still follow that up tomorrow or next Wednesday when we do Boxing Wednesdays here on uh, SAFM Mr. Matebula thank you for coming say it's been a pleasure talking to you Thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Ashraf Gada is up next. I'm sure he knows a few things about Mr. Peter Terra Matebula. My name is Tabiso Mosia.